0: Hey what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have been following this program for the past few months. This podcast was really born out of a sermon series called The Other Hours. You may recall a line that we've been using a lot that says, God doesn't want to make you good at church. He wants to make you good at life. We really believe this to be a foundational truth about what God is doing this next generation. And because of that, we have decided to rebrand our podcast as The Other Hours Podcast. From this point forward, The Living Streams Podcast will continue to house Sunday sermons, while The Other Hours Podcast will encapsulate long-form interviews with people in the community who are creatively expanding God's kingdom through the way they live their lives outside of church. Be sure to subscribe to The Other Hours Podcast wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date with the kind of content that you are about to listen to. Thanks again. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, John Runyon, the, doesn't want me to call him this, but co-owner, helped start Union Coffee, also been in ministry for a very long time and a very good friend. Welcome to the show, John.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: So, today I really would love to just kind of get to know you a little bit better, talk about your story, um, your background in ministry, as well as um, being a person who works full-time in specialty coffee. Um, kind of just figure out what that looks like um, a question i think that we've all been kind of wrestling with for the last few months at least at living streams is trying to find that balance between um, work and ministry how those things intersect and uh, how to kind of balance out your whole occupation with your family life these are really like big questions i think that we've all been wrestling with and questions i think that i would love to know your answer on so yeah just first of all um, just Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I, as I said, you're, you've got a background in ministry and in coffee, um, working currently in both. What's that all about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so I've lived in Phoenix for three years. I moved here from San Diego, um, where I was working both in ministry still and still in coffee. And so um, I've kind of been doing both for quite a while. Um, For a long time, I was working in both fields under separate umbrellas. And the last three years, it's been nice because I've been able to do it under one umbrella. So that's one way to answer some of your questions. How do I balance that is it's a lot easier when it's all under one roof. And so it's like not two different bosses. I'm just like kind of like one stream of like... Up aboves that I just have to figure out my work with, but but yeah. So I've done. Um, uh, I've been a worship director for like since two thousand and eight. You know, I've just been on staff at churches since two thousand and eight, and been doing coffee since about two thousand eleven. Okay. And um, both have been awesome, and I've enjoyed my time doing both as much as I can.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's incredible. So, I mean, you and I have a lot of similarities because I worked in specialty coffee for three years and then now I'm in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we right before we started rolling the cameras, we were talking about that whole transition of trying to figure out, like what it's like to be, um, in full-time ministry, what that even means, um, as well as like trying to balance your work life and that whole thing. So let, let me, um, I'm actually really curious just for myself, union coffee, what's the whole concept behind that? It's a church, it's a coffee shop. H- how did that come about? Yeah. So,
1: um, when, so the lead pastor and, and the owners of union coffee, um, Brian and Kristen Fry, when Mm -hmm. they decided that they felt a call to plant a church here in Arizona, they wanted to create a space outside of the church that was um, geared toward inclusivity. I think that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wanting to have a space that um, didn't exactly connect the two church and Um, business together like maybe visually um, as like so that we didn't um, so that we didn't exclude anybody from feeling comfortable about being here and I don't know if this is bad to say I've been in the uh, I've been in the coffee game for quite a while and when I hear like church coffee shop I kind of get like a oh cool I guess I'll pick up coffee before I get to church kind right of yeah, yeah. and like I mean some i I know that there's some churches that are like that do it r- super well under one house um I felt like but I think like just like the first just like the connotation of like church coffee shop just seems like um not the best and highest quality mm-hmm. and at that time I was hired to do a like I've been hired to do a lot of like the education and the like overseeing of quality and like being in the in an industry and being like in it where we were doing like super awesome things i knew that i was like okay well i really want it to be like i don't want that connotation of like maybe like lower ended side of coffee yeah and so we decided to do a for-profit coffee shop and then a non-profit church and so they're separate entity entities and um yeah originally like to the heart and to the core of it is like we want a place that seems welcoming to everybody and like is a place that people can come to and you know some people have some stuff with church and we didn't want to miss out on those people and and so yeah and union like the the like word or the name behind union Mm -hmm. is like that kind of like bringing people together. And that's, that's kind of why our logo is like kind of mosaic tile look. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like bringing a ton of different pieces together to make like one piece. And so, yeah, so that's union and, Sides of coffee and that's that's awesome. Set. Yeah, I mean
0: it's super informative for me because I've known about you guys for a few yeah. years. We we actually met for the first time when I was working at a specialty coffee shop in yeah. downtown Phoenix, mm-hmm. and that was what probably three years ago yeah, or so. It had so bef- to have been yeah before you even started Union. Yeah, we were having these t- conversations about about church and coffee and the kind of the intersection between the two, and um, it's so interesting. I feel like especially as millennials, like this is like where a lot of real ministry and real community happens is around. Around a coffee shop setting, yeah, totally. And you know, a lot of the best conversations that I've ever had about God and about um, community have always been in that kind of setting. And so, I think you guys are doing an amazing job with um walking that line because from the outside perspective i wouldn't necessarily know that there's anything church related going on um i mean i remember the first time i set foot in in union i was just i had no idea and i know a lot of people in the coffee community are super impressed with um what you're doing with quality as well as just yeah. creating a really awesome space where people can gather and i think that that's that's I mean kudos to you guys for mm. for creating a great coffee shop that's also connected to the church yeah, because that yeah, is thanks. very
1: difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not not doable, but we thought we'd just like and we don't have a building too, so it kind of makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. to be like can't put it in a building cuz we don't have one. That's awesome. And so, yeah, so that made it easy as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, so t- so tell me about that. So you, so you, where do you guys meet? Like how does that whole thing work?
1: Yeah, so we started in Brian's tr- house. Okay. And we were there for pretty much like, I'm going to mess up my times because I'm not good at time. I'm going to throw out the month, like eight months. Yeah. We were in his house and then we felt like we were growing big enough that we didn't want to be, we felt like pretty tight in his living room and our kids like didn't, we had a lot of young families and so Mm. our kids didn't really have like a decent place to like, stuff you know right and so then our like I feel like the next like go-to is like a cafeteria in a school or something Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely it's like classic next move (laughs) and so we were like all right I guess this is what we're doing so we hunted for a place and we found a, uh, a school and then we were there for I'm gonna say Another eight months? Man, okay. I'm so off. Yeah, I'm not sure. But we we'll we're have there fact for. Yeah, we're gonna have to fact, definitely <laughs> going to have to fact check this. So um, we, I'm just going to say another maybe like eight months to a year. And then at that point, we were like trying to figure out what we wanted to do as a church. And like, I think when you do a full load in and full load out, and we were trying to be as production forward as we could mm-hmm. with what we had it meant we had a lot to lug in and a lot to lug out every right. single yeah, yeah. week and as like amazing as our like staff was it's still a lot it's a, just a lot of work mm-hmm. and we were trying to think of like okay how can we save ourselves? like both energy and like emotion and excitement how can we save that energy and make that like go further? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's when we kind of decided, okay, maybe we want to find, um, a place that was more fitting for what we do. Right. So now we currently meet at a church on 79th and Thunderbird, um, in a church called horizons. Okay. Community church. I'm going to say. Yeah. Horizons Community Church. We cover up this. We, we put a sign up so I never read it when I'm coming in. So Horizons Community Church, and it's Horizons, what okay. I was told, not Horizon. Okay. <laughs> and so I was got to make sure I have that <laughs> back stuff. Anyway, so we meet there, and we meet, and we changed our we, – we restructured a ton. So we used to meet in the mornings, and now we meet in the evenings. and um, And so – it's But it's been awesome. Like, our setup has been cut in half. And, like, we don't have to, like, lug in, like, all of our sound gear. And yeah. so se- like, all the setup that we have to do is, like, a lot less. And that's definitely given our people and our staff, like, a lot of sweet energy and, like, excitement. I think, like, we felt good about being just in a building that, like, was made for, like... Worship, Yeah. You know, like, I think, like, I think that that stuff can happen anywhere, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there is something super important about, like, aesthetics and, mm-hmm. like, it just makes the room feel a little bit different and is, like much as we don't really want to say that that stuff doesn't matter or matter, it like, it does. And I've been doing it for a long time and it totally does. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so like we got that and like, and the Lord has just like blessed us with like a, like a healthy, priced location and it, that's on. been awesome and, and it's been able to like help us do other things that we've been wanting to do and so Um, yeah. So then now that's where we meet on Sundays and for church and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So kind of, kind of what's the, what's the philosophy behind that? So you, I mean, you might, you have to dive a little bit more into, Mm -hmm. um, kind of your background, but you know, the idea of wanting to move to Phoenix, starting a church here, um, why phoenix and i know that we're having a lot of conversations right now about you know the future of the church and especially in a big metropolitan area like like the the valley um the future of church is looking a little bit different you know like when when living stream started in the 80s we started off in a living room and now we're um a church of about a thousand adults on a sunday and you know that's been a long you know what is that 30 something year process but um a lot of people are saying like the church is really kind of more becoming what you're talking about, you know, um, these smaller gatherings occurring in more neutral spaces. So I, I guess I would love to just know a little bit more about like the whole philosophy of behind why you started union church and, and the coffee shop, that whole concept, as well as, um, what your goal is moving forward. Is it supposed to stay small or are you going to try to grow? What's all that all about? So interesting. <laughs> Loaded yeah. question. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: well, I will speak to like what I know as far as like <laughs> that stuff, but um, like Phoenix, um, I felt like the fries, Brian and Kristen. Um, Brian's our lead pastor, and he is a he is a man like a, a guy that like seeks Jesus and seeks to know Jesus mm. probably more than like any other person that I've like known. And I feel like the Lord has really blessed him with being able to be such a like loving and gracious and empowering person. Um, and as I've like worked in other churches and been Mm -hmm. on staff on other teams, not that those pastors were like not doing amazing and great things. I think that I just felt like I loved the way Brian did ministry Mm. and how most of his time is based on being with other people and, like, loving on other people and trying to, like, teach people that there's this, like, notion that there's, like, no outsider in, -hmm. like, the kingdom of Christ or Jesus, you know? And so I think as I interviewed other places because my wife and I were like thinking all right, we want to move out of San Diego we want to experience something different yeah we started applying at other like places we were like in LA and we did a interview in Boston like trying to find all these different places to like to like my next like spot that I was gonna work at the next church I was gonna work at and I feel like Brian was like hey I'd love for you to come out and like hear my heart on like why I want to start a church and just hear my like idea of like what I think it could be. And a lot of that was like, I want to, I he was living in Phoenix and he felt really called to plant here in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and then two, he was like, I really want to start a business. Like I said, that was like super inclusive to all people. Mm. And like, we don't really do a lot of like, Invitational stuff here at Union Like Honestly there's like Not that many people who Come to this Like Coffee shop To get coffee That like Ever even really come to our church Mm -hmm. But I feel like Like that was his whole like He's like It's not really so much that I'm Gonna start another business To like Have people maybe Flow towards our church but that like this is like what I see like church being and like Jesus being is like just a space where people can gather and hang out and be together and love on one another. And like, we've had some awesome conversations with people who have never come to our church. And we have people who have like come to be like, like come to find out that Brian is a pastor at a church and it's just right down the road. And like, they like just come and they they never come to church but like brian just will meet with people he'd be like cool like let's grab coffee yeah we'll just meet at the shop i'll get you a cup of coffee and we can spend a couple hours together and you know that just evolves into people being like you know i feel like union's my church you know and it's like that point where we're like we've like had those conversations where like As a staff, like, we ask ourselves a lot, like, where did you see Jesus this week? Like, we're constantly asking ourselves, like, oh, where did you see Jesus this week? And, like, so many times, like, that has been such, like, a big, like, response to that question is, like, you know, like, I feel like we've had this one guy come so much. And, like, we've seen his heart change Mm -hmm. just by these, like, tiny little conversations, but it's like tiny conversations I've had with this guy for over a year. Yeah. And like, those have like developed into like this cool relationship where like this guy who's like, at first was like, man, Jesus, like nothing to do with them. I'm totally fine to being like, so tell me about like this Jesus guy. You know, it's like, I feel like that is church to me and like to us. And like, that's kind of like where Brian went out and was like, I want to start that here. And I want, I see Jesus Mm. in the everyday and like, I can see him here. And so like knowing who he was and knowing what that was and, 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 and having that idea where I'm like, I can have both of my favorite things under one umbrella just felt like the Lord was saying, like, I know you've struggled and felt kind of pulled a little Mm. bit with like how much time to give each because yeah, it's like i want you to like serve a lot at the church and i but i also like know you have this really big heart for like coffee and the stuff that happens like in that world and like i feel like he's just like here here you go like this is everything you want and mm-hmm. i'm just like thank jesus you know like it was awesome and so um that was like a big pull for us to come and my wife like felt really strong about like being here and like she loves the fry Brian and Kristen fry and like they've just been such good people and family to us that it was almost like yeah like this is like where we feel like the Lord is calling us to and we've been here for now three years and
0: it's been an awesome awesome three years that's incredible yeah yeah you did an amazing job just kind of diving right into that um I mean that that's like I have so many conversations with people now about about church, and we're actually going through a transition right now in Living Streams where we're kind of reevaluating the way that we um, look at small group community mm-hmm. and trying to really push people towards gathering together in real community groups and like actually engaging life on life. And I think that that's especially in our generation. You know what I mean? Um, that's become a conversation a whole lot more. I think that a lot of people, um, at least in our generation, feel like. I have about as much in common with the person that I go to church with as the person I go to the movie theater with a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to admit it in the church, you know what I mean? But it becomes a spectator sport sometimes. And that's exactly what we don't want. And that's why I think that, you know, like, seeing Jesus show up in the context of a coffee shop when, like, discipleship, in a way, can happen over the period of a year of small conversations. Mm -hmm. That's where life transformation really happens. And so I think that what you guys are doing is, is incredible. And I think that As a capital C church, we could learn a lot from people like you who are really kind of digging into the community in a way that we that we can't do. You know what I mean? We're just kind of in our own little world off in the corner in the church. And I think so. This is probably I'm assuming it's been a very different experience for you now that you're working in the coffee shop, also in the church, rather than having to see those things separated out. Um, what was kind of your, your background before that? I know that you said you worked in, in, uh, ministry since 2008 and then in coffee since 2011, what kind of led you into ministry and then what led you into coffee after that?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, let's see, I, okay, I'm i I'm, my dad's a pastor, okay. so I grew up in the church and I guess I've always been like a subpar musician. <laughs> Um, So I've always like been super curious about music and like I've always loved music and my dad pastored like smaller congregations, you know, and Mm -hmm. so like we weren't super, we didn't have like a lot of musicians. So I remember coming home in the fifth grade to a drum set and my dad's like you're playing in 5 days so we're going to teach you these four songs we're doing and i was like okay cool and like i'd always wanted to play the drums and so you know like we practiced that whole week and i learned like three drum beats for the songs and i played those three drum drum beats for like the next 8 years <laughs> just like super simple drumming but i like that really got me super involved in like like the worship ministry department in churches and like Mm. churches that my dad would pastor. And, and then as I like kind of got older, I like started feeling this call to like lead worship. And I mean, I feel like maybe everyone who's in worship ministries get, gets called when they're younger. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. like, I gotta be, I gotta be the guy that just like does it, you know? And, and I, I like fell into that and I just felt like the Lord really like called me to do that. And, and as I like did that more, I came to enjoy it more, and mm. I just felt like the Lord was just like pulling on my heart to continue down like that path, and that led me to college, and I went to a school in San Diego, um, and I studied. Uh, I studied. Well, technically, I studied social work, but I was. I went there because the director of their worship department. Um, I, like, was really, 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 like, taken by the way that he leads worship and, like, felt like, okay, like, if I, if this is what I feel like the Lord has called me to, I, like, want to learn from him and I want to understand, like, the reasons why he leads. And he's, like, a super, I don't know. He's cool. Like he's just really good and like he incorporate he incorporates scripture throughout his like set and like I know there's like a ton of worship leaders that do that but I like cared for his heart and his like the process that he went through to put each set like I mean I would I would listen to him and watch him lead a lot and so mm-hmm. each set felt like super planned and super like this was like a set for this set and this is like the scripture for this set and like his bands were always super solid and and I feel like growing up and for how much I've led I have seen and recognized there's one thing about being like a good vocalist and a good guitar player and there's another thing about being a solid worship leader mm, yeah. and I feel like growing up it was very much like I really wanted to be a solid guitar player a solid vocalist and like pick my set and it was great and I did a great job and I felt like until I went to school and really realized that worship leading at its like core was about developing people and caring about their like growth in the church I felt like I didn't really start growing until there, yeah. and at that point, when I was in college, and I uh, I ended up being one of their worship leaders at the at school, and went under like a like an intern program there, and um, and worked with him pretty closely, and understood his heart about like what makes like a worship leader, and like you know, like I feel like caring about the people who are with you leading is to me like one of the most important things about being a worship director or worship leader or worship pastor like knowing people's heart and they're like where they are with Jesus and and being able to like lead with someone and speak with them and interact with them and like be like hey are you are you doing okay and like them being able to be like nah like I need help like I have this like stuff I'm going through or something like that like Mm -hmm. I feel like the development of like care for people I don't know it's just something that I feel like I'm more interested in now right after years of doing it it's just like I'm not the best vocalist and I'm definitely not the best guitar player And I, and I think that's fine. Like, I think like my heart for who Jesus is and my heart for the people who I'm leading worship like with and, and for is way more important than like, if I'm perfect, you know, I just don't think that's like something that like matters fully. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like something to say about like not being a distraction, but I mean, I feel like I am I do an okay job. <laughs> I, I stay far away from that, but I'm still somewhere. I'm, like, kind of in the middle. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so I think, like, that's kind of, like, how I started doing worship ministry stuff, mm-hmm. and that's where I really took off. And then from there, I really started developing people and teams, and, and I do more developing now than, than, like, feeling like I'm a worship leader. So it's, like, yeah. always, constantly, I get somewhere, We need an intern program. We need to start that. We need to start developing people, getting Mm. people leading, not just I. It's helpful to have multiple leaders. Like I've worked in so many churches as like not the main worship leader that like when that leader left, it was always like, Well, you weren't so and so and I'm like, Well, if we had more than one people leading, you'd never say that, you know? It's like it's so crazy to me. And so And I mean, I have my own Opinions. I mean, so I don't know. That's just how I feel. but um, but yeah, so then coffee started working in coffee because I really didn't like one job that I was at. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to get out of that job. And a buddy of mine was like, Hey, like we're doing an interview and you should come work here and um, I'll talk to my boss and I'm sure he can get you on step. And I'd never been in coffee before. And, And so I had the interview and the guy was like, yeah, you seem cool to me. And so I was like, all right, cool. And so my first job was at a Pete's Coffee in in San Diego. And yeah, that was awesome. And I did that for about one year. And then I was like, man, there's a lot more to coffee than this. So I'm going to move on. And so then I worked at another place in San Diego that was like, Got really big, really fast, and I was able to be part of that, like, from, like, the ground Mm -hmm. down, like, right at the beginning stages of that, and, like, and it was right at the beginning stages of, like, the San Diego, like, culture of coffee really started taking off, and, like, I felt, like, very lucky to, like, be in the right place, working with, like, some awesome dudes that just, like, again, cared a lot about people and cared a lot about making like a good cup of coffee and like hoping people had great days like it was just like fun and awesome and so I did that man until I left till I moved here I worked Mm -hmm. with them for a long time and yeah it was pretty cool and so and throughout that I went through college and and found myself on staff and some some full-time staff plus coffee some part-time staff plus coffee and it kind of just like Load and I did a lot of contract work throughout that time, too, as a worship leader. And and just kind of like always was doing both. And so, yeah, yeah it's kind of like how I did both, I guess. Right. No, And before we started
0: rolling, we, we were talking a little bit about just some, some of that tension. Because I do think that a lot of people, especially the, that work in either in full-time coffee or full-time you name it you know Mm. some sort of work outside the church and then are volunteering or working part-time both we i mean i did that for a couple years and um it both here in phoenix and then um back in michigan where i'm from but i mean i remember feeling that tension that pull between like i've got my coffee shop job now i've got to leave and then immediately like i'm heading over to the church and then like balancing time but also like the commitment of like um I think a lot of us struggle with like okay church work is like oh this is a sacred thing that I'm doing like this is like secular and so it's like I don't need to like invest nearly as much and I think a lot of people experience that tension how did, did have you felt that and then how did you like work through it if you did
1: Yeah I don't know if I ever felt that I'm a pretty like happy go lucky kind of guy so like I don't really feel like I've had the problem with like I need to care this much about this and this much about that. Mm -hmm. I kind of, am just like, I'm just going to like, just do me, I guess. And like, it is what it is in both environments. Mm -hmm. And I guess I know, I I never really thought of like them being super separate, even though they're like two different jobs. Like, I mean, the way that I balanced it out was like, I would do day of rehearsals the -hmm. morning of. And then, so it's like, I would do like, a lot of my work during the week at like a coffee shop and then I always regularly like met with like members of my like department like my ministry or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's like but that's like happened at coffee shops or like um can I say like at like bars or whatever like Mm -hmm. we would just meet up and grab a beer or like get a cup of coffee and like just like hang out and so it didn't seem like like I said like I haven't had an office like my office like Brian was really good and like other places that I've worked have been really good at saying like we want you to be like out and with people rather than like in an office behind a desk not with people we really want you to be about people and like go and be with people and so like a lot of my stuff like I didn't really feel like there was too much of like A separation. Yeah, I've kind of always like lived very comfortably, like with them both being together. Like everyone, every place that I worked at in coffee was like, "Yeah, I'm also at a church," and like I'd love to work here. I just can't work on a Sunday. And like they have all, every place that I've worked has been super honoring to that. And like I never worked a Sunday. Like I never had to feel the tension of being like, sorry, remember I told you like I have my other job. It's, it was like, Mm -hmm. they were super honoring to me by like being like, yeah, John's never going to work a Sunday. And like, that, like I just, some of that like came with like, okay, well you have to like close all these nights, Mm -hmm. but you'll never work Sunday. And, and for me that was just kind of like what the job was and it was fine. And it just was what it was. And, and so I, I guess I never felt that like, separate kind of yeah. worlds kind of part. Um,
0: Which is good. Yeah. I mean, no, that's awesome. No, it's super good. I think a so. lot of it, too,
1: is like, I'm pretty chill. And uh-huh. so, like, I think that's, like, helpful, too. And, I mean, yeah, I guess that's all, like, it's just I love been that. easy. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. That's like. your
0: advice to people <laughs> that are working in ministry and another job. Just be chill. <laughs> you know? That'll preach. I mean, I had,
1: I mean... I had a boss that was like man if it's good enough for rock and roll then it's cool like let's just roll with it like it's fine it'll be okay and so like I didn't mean (laughs) that I had to like not do my job well but it was also I think like I don't know if this is too blunt because I mean I don't know who's watching this but like at the end of the day they're just jobs a church job is just a church job and like I'm going to care for people the best that I can, but I can't control people and their emotions and how they feel. So if I feel like I'm doing my job and doing it Mm -hmm. well and caring for people and loving on people and showing up where I need to be, then I'm cool. And it's like when I feel like I'm like this is how much time I have to give that's like honoring to both jobs and like you're like It's a job, right? So it's like you're required me to pay. You're paying me this much. And like, I'm going to fulfill that and I'm going to work my hardest in that cap. And I feel like when I got to that, I felt like, okay, is the job done well? And did I do it right? And are like, is what required of me like from my bosses? Do they feel like I'm like doing a great job? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then that's what I'm going to do. And I, I like, again, like, I don't know who's watching this, but, like, I grew up with awesome people who were, like, if you don't take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. then you aren't going to last that long in ministry. That's so good. So, like, I feel like there are some... People might not like me after I say this stuff, but I feel like there are churches who are like, "Hey, we're doing this for the Lord," and I'm like, "We're doing this for you. Like, you want this done in the certain way, and you're you're like, you're kind of like." taking a lot of my own time after, after a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like I know like working in ministry and working with people is like a lot about people. And I know that I need to work until I get the job done. But I, I feel like if I plan and I work really well at being organized, I'm going to have plenty of time to do that job and get that job done right. Mm hmm. Without feeling like I am losing my mind because I'm like, have no time with my family Absolutely. or I have no time yeah. for me. And so like I do a good job and I work really hard and I care for people and I would probably spend more time with people than like getting my job done like in ministry, like caring mm-hmm. for like, Hey, I'm going to grab coffee with this person and I needed to be with that person. And that meant like, I need to do that next week. Like, I feel like that's what I, that's what I chose to do. And like, maybe I don't have a boss. Like I don't like in my department, like I'm, I'm it. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just do it next week. It's fine. And so like, and part of it too, is like my boss, like Brian, like he sees that and he's like, I think that's more important. And so, like, I know a lot of it is going to have to do with, like, that I get to live this way and, like, take care of myself this way because I have a boss who wants my, like, health to be, Mm -hmm. like, healthy. He, He cares for me in that way. Right. And so, like, I've worked in jobs where people are like, well, you need to keep doing the job. And I'm like, I can't. Like. You need, you need, like, I just, we'll do it next week. Like, I'll get it done. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like a lot of people in church work too much. And it's like, I don't think we, I don't think, I don't want to say that. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's like, it's not. Like, I think Jesus is still going to love me and still going to care for me. And Jesus is still going to love and still going to care for those people or for the program that we're Mm -hmm. doing. And Jesus is still going to do good things through it. And, like, as long as I'm, like, doing my job and I'm feeling good about it, then I feel fine with it. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like, I can't control, like people's emotions or attitudes at the way they feel. So I just need Mm -hmm. to like figure out like be true to who you are and do your job and do it well. And it's going to be okay. And like do the job right. And if I feel like, Oh man, I needed to work a little extra long. I need to work a little longer because I, I want to get it done. Then I'll do it. But if it's like, Oh, that can wait till next week, then I'll do it. I'll do it next week.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about playing the long game. You know what I mean. And I think that a lot of people, young people in ministry in particular, and want to get it all done right now. And I think that there is a lot of pressure on like young people in ministry to like prove yourself and you know um, make it happen, all that kind of stuff. But it, we really need to be aware of self care and like learning how to be intentional about your own time. And I think that, I mean. You're in a little bit of a unique position now because you've got one boss, which is really nice. Yeah,
1: no, totally.
0: But, you know, for somebody that isn't in that position, um, I think they really, a lot of, I mean, I felt it, you know what I mean, when when I was working in both worlds. But I think what you're talking about is is spot on, you know what I mean? We've got to learn how to treat all of life holistically, you know what I mean? I think that it's like, sure, ministry job is absolutely ministry to the Lord, but my coffee job is too. You know what I mean? I love how you brought up earlier, like how did you see Jesus at work in the coffee shop this week? And so I would love to talk about that, like how you've shown or how you've seen the Lord show up in coffee as well as in, you know, leading worship on a Sunday morning.
1: Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like I said, like we have like a ton of these like little baby relationships with people that like grow into Mm -hmm. like, fun, cool relationships where it's like we get to know we get to know a little bit about people and and it's kinda of fun to like get to like have their like life be told or shared in like mm-hmm. these little five minute stints, you know, just like five minutes here, then I'll talk to you tomorrow and you know, just like, what do you do? And you just kinda keep up and and after you do those like small chatty things after a while, you get to like ask the bigger questions sooner and like yeah you don't have to be like, how's your week? It's like, oh, how was this trip that you told me about last week? Mm-hmm. You know, And you get to talk about that. And then from that, you hear about a kid, like a grandson. And then the next time you're like, oh, how's your grandson? You know, it just like keeps kind of snowballing into like a little bit deeper and deeper kind of like understanding of that person in their life. And I feel like Jesus shows up in those moments. And I feel like It's been awesome to see, like there was like legitimately a grumpy man who would come to our coffee shop and almost like, I'm like, I'm so happy-go-lucky, like I'm surprised he would come and he'd be like, why are you so happy? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm alive, I'm I'm, I'm up, (laughs) you know, I've drank a lot of coffee already, I don't know. And he was always like just like this like Eeyore-ish kind of like, what's the point kind of guy and Mm -hmm. like in the last two years that guy has become like a good friend you know like and there is like there's this like and i don't know if it's his attitude just changes when he's here or if it's Mm -hmm. just like a little bit better but like with me and in my situation with him we have we have become good friends and like we've become like people who like know about each other and like now he bakes me bread and he (laughs) brings me bread and I get to eat it and it's so good and and I get to like hear about his dogs and I get to hear about like his wife and the cooking that they do and like it's gone so much further than like why are you so happy Mm -hmm. to like dude check out my new dog that I just got and look at this trick I'm teaching him and like this is like a 45 45 to 50 year old man that's like i used to drink socks and or drink coffee through a sock in vietnam or whatever like (laughs) he's like you call that coffee and i'm just like you know like just like that type of like person right and like me who's like bubbly and super energetic and like to be able to like have a good relationship i hit the mic sorry to have like this like Fun like good relationship has been awesome, and I like see Jesus in that so much, Mm -hmm. and like it's awesome. And he asks me questions, and asks Brian questions, and and we talk about Jesus, and he's still always on the side of like, you know, like kind of a little bit more like stickler on like is he real kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but it's still that good conversation and. Jesus can do so much with that. Right. And it's like, I don't know if it's like up to me, whether like the Lord does something in mm-hmm. that or like, it's not up to me and I'm just going to have the conversation and Jesus can figure it out, you know? Yeah. And so, and then in church, it's just so much easier just cause like we're at church. you yeah. know. So it's like, I see Jesus show up in so many ways and like, how blessed I am at like how small of a church we are. Like I'm going to talk a lot about like worship ministry stuff. Cause that's like what I oversee, yeah, but like we're not that big of a church, but I'm like overwhelmed with the quality of people who are like in my ministry and like the heart that they have for Jesus and like the heart that they have at being like, I want to be a good musician and I want to play well and I'm going to, take the time in my busy life to work on these six songs that we do because I care about it. And like to come here three years ago, I didn't know a single person. Like I knew the fries. Mm -hmm. I knew I knew a handful of people, but like no one that's in my department. I knew when I got here. Yeah. And so like I've seen Jesus just like foster and like bloom this amazing group of humans that love serving Jesus Mm. and love serving their church and love being a part of something that like makes them feel creative and gives them excitement about like gear and, and like music stuff and like, Ooh, I'm going to play this line from this song that I've been listening to. And like, I love this like crossing of like, I could play this lead line that's on the album, but I want to play this lead line because it's more interesting to me and I like Mm. it more. And I've been listening to this national album like so much. And so I want to play a line from there because it works and it's fun. And I'm just like, that's sick. Do Mm. it, (laughs) you know? So it's been cool. And I just like feel like I see Jesus in that.
0: That's so good. John, this is, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed talking for the last... A little bit of time about life and about your experience in coffee and all that. Um, before we wrap up today, is there anything else that you would like to share? Anything that the Lord's been speaking to you about in the last little bit of time, or anything <laughs> um, like that? Yeah. No. I mean, I feel like thanks for um,
1: thanks for having me, and I'm sorry it took forever to like get this work like figure it out, but I'm really glad we did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to think of the way that people on NPR like say goodbye. <laughs> thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. That's, that's, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just I I've been it. thinking about that the whole time. I was like, what do the people on NPR finish their stories? How do <laughs> they do that? I'm gonna just say thanks for having me. No. That that's perfect. <laughs> I know I never know how to wrap up either. So that's that's great. No, yeah, so, it was it was awesome. Thanks for thinking of me and including me and like I feel blessed to like that you would even think of me and it's cool. And so thank you. And dude, it's exciting to see what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm
0: excited for maybe another conversation in the future. I think it's really awesome. You know, I've, I said it earlier in the podcast, but to just to see somebody that's in the Phoenix community that's really invested and is someone that's known like a lot of people know you in Phoenix because oh you're the you're the roaster at Union Coffee like people see you in the coffee cult in coffee community because it is a community yeah and you're able to infiltrate that community that's not a place that's known for being alive with the love of Jesus <laughs> but like you're respected because of what you do and that therefore you're given influence in order to really begin to, um, initiate those sort of discipleship relationships with people. And that's the thing that's always been so impressive to me is that like you're, you're I think that um I don't know if you're familiar with Sean Bowles but he has a great a great line in his book translating God that says that you're never going to have authority over that which you'd not love and I think that what you've done so well is really showing people that you care about them in a community that has given you access in a way that you may not have had before you know what I mean and I think that that's yeah. the beautiful thing about you know a christians in the workplace that are doing their job really really well and are influencing culture because you know if you were just in worship ministry or something like that like you wouldn't have the same level of influence over the people that you get to interact with on a regular basis because you're in coffee yeah and so i mean that that's that's always been the thing that's been the most impressive to me about you and I've, i just really appreciate your feedback because you did walk that line so well and and you are a chill dude so i mean it makes yeah. sense you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> but it's good enough for rock and roll yeah think. that's right so yeah John this, is, this has been awesome yeah. um, thank, thank you. you so much mm-hmm. and thank you to all of you who um, have subscribed and are listening and watching the podcast on a regular basis we're really excited that you are joining us and uh, hopefully we will have some amazing new content coming out for you soon so if you haven't subscribed make sure you do that and uh, we'll see you next time This has been a production of Living Streams Church in Phoenix, Arizona. If you like what you heard, please visit us at livingstreams.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.